You know, I love um, being part of diversity, equity, and inclusion committees, also working with brands in regards to that. And today I really want to talk about the importance of inclusivity, how we can start the conversation. Uh, Christina has an amazing free class for this as well. Um, but I wanted to have like an open heart conversation. This is not about being right or wrong. It's just information and tools to really help us. So I would love to learn like how do because I know in 2019 um, you became an ambassador for in Australia for the dress code project. So I would love to learn like how did all this get started for you and yeah, you're gonna go to yeah, I love it. It is a it is a a heartfelt conversation, and it is an important conversation to have with each other. Where I think creating a space around inclusivity, gender inclusivity in particular within our hair teams. So this conversation is very helpful for salon teams, for our industry internally, as well as for being welcoming and inclusive for all, whether you call them guests or clients, to your salon. So as an ambassador and advocate for gender-free hair, I had spoken to Kristen Rankin, who came up with the concept, which has now become a global alliance called the Dress Code Project. So you can check them out online. You can follow them on Instagram for lots of handy tips on all things around uh, easy changes for language. I've covered quite a few of these types of conversations on my podcast, on Colour Christina Talks podcast as well as I have on my website, you know, things like my pronouns and so on. So I'll share with you why it's important. I am a member of the queer community and my partner is actually female to male transgender. And this has been a big journey on many levels for both of us. I've got many friends that are allies or within the queer community in Sydney. So I do have some lived experience with this and I wanted to share this as my experience and how I have used this as a vehicle to be doing education. So when I do education, I would display my pronouns as she, her, hers. I also introduce myself with my name and my pronouns. I don't do that in every consultation in the salon, but I do have it clearly on my Instagram and different pathways where a new client could find me. The first time my partner went to a specialist to talk about the transitioning process in a medical room, the doctor said with his beautiful, long, gorgeous, silky brunette hair that I don't need to colour too often <laughs> because it's so gorgeous, it's like yours. He was, they then were then asked, when will you be cutting your hair? too short to a boy length haircut and I felt upset confused shocked that a medical doctor was suggesting this outraged in fact and quite confused that gender from a medical point of view versus somebody perhaps in kindergarten that's age five thinks that that's a boy short haircut hair has no gender hair grows out of our scalp the same in different curls and textures and colours, that it is the same on all genders. And, and for some members of our community who are non-binary and don't conform to our 
um, gender of male and female as well, it can be a really difficult thing to enter a salon or a beauty service of any sort for the different misgendering that happens. There was actually, a, I think it's about 97 or 95% of non-binary or transgender people that were interviewed on behalf of the Dress Code Project by the brand Pantene had had an experience of being misgendered. Hair length does not determine your gender. So that was my emotional reason for wanting to help with education. And I now share, I've spoken for different software companies. I use timely salon software, which are advocates within having the pronouns available to display that on your client's information as well as my own. Easy changes for inclusivity can be starting with bathrooms to have bathrooms that are not gender specific, male or female, as that might be a changing room as well. You might have colour um, gowns that people require to take their shirt off, some salons do. So to change the signage, that can be one step. To also have different conversations and remove the gender from your pricing. This is not just a thing around pricing. You could charge for timing. You might have 15 minute or one hour appointments. You might have, I've got medium length bob, medium haircut or blow dry or short, medium, long. I specialize in color. There is absolutely no need to have gender in color pricing because it is based on service, product and time. And I know that it is a big shift happening in our industry. It is more than just how we charge. It is more than just having a pink tax. It is about being inclusive and welcoming for all people to come into the salon. So some easy, easy ways of saying a greeting um, that you could implement straight away would be, hi, my name is Christina. Come on through. I'm taking care of your hair today. I would use their name. I would ask about their hair. That's the only information I need to know in the consultation. I don't need to ask what their pronoun is. I don't need to until it feels right in the, in the relationship to ask that. But perhaps they could do it on a new client inquiry form if you have digital entry forms before they come into your salon chair. Removing things like good morning guys or hey guys or hey ladies and different gender specific greetings could be changed to hi folks or welcome in friends, hello hair besties. There are different ways that can be non-gendered. And the reason why it is really important for us as hairstylists is we are one of the few industries that we still touch, talk and physically connect with members of our community. And it might be their first time in a chair to come and have a style that represents what their identity is sexually or physically. Their gender identity is not necessarily tied up to their sexuality and without overcomplicating it, the best way if you stumble, if you make a mistake, if you misgender someone is not to ignore it, is to apologise. And something I learned recently with pronouns is not to say what are your preferred pronouns, what are your pronouns? They're not preferred, they're not a preference, they are your pronouns. So when I start doing education, I did training. There is training provided that you can access online and in person with the Dress Code Project. 
there may also be local places that work with the uh, local community that may be suitable for different services or for shops. There are different memberships and alliances that you can join. And it is really about having sensitivity around different things and letting the client guide you as to what they're comfortable with. I was integral in starting the first gender-free haircut club, which was for a not-for-profit organisation in Sydney for youth between the age of, I think it was 14 to 24. Some of them are in emergency housing or long-term housing. Some of them are coming from quite troubled homes and seeking services of counselling and different things to help guide them into their future with support. And I set up with the Dress Code Project and some hairdressers to do this type of hair experience for them. And I had to keep almost like not crying. One of the beautiful clients had her hair for the first time combed and straightened and a big bouncy blow dry. Others were having mohawks. Others were clipping off some of their hair and the smiles were life-changing for them and it was a gift that as a stylist it's as simple as a haircut or a blow dry that we can help somebody not only feel beautiful but to be seen and to remove don't say your your next lady's up there at the front desk or your gent haircut is here James is here or Nellie is waiting at the front desk we it's about kindness and inclusivity so that's a short sort of introduction but it doesn't have to be really complicated either the best tip I would say when you're not sure of a gender just use somebody's name we don't need to gender their hair I love that Christina um, you gave some amazing information and, and like just tips for all of us but I really wanted to share be candid so I made a mistake on her podcast I just mm-hmm. died and I was like well I apologize you know like we make mistakes I made mistakes oh. and but it's not about ignoring our mistake. It's about acknowledging that you made a mistake and apologizing and working towards it, right? For me, um, for many years, I used that, that word, guys, and now I don't do it anymore. I'm like, hi, everybody, or hi, beautiful, or like, hi, my gente, you know, like my people in Spanish, you know? Use yeah. their first name. And for me, it's very important in my own business, you know, although I do medium to long hair, that's what I do. I specialize in medium to long hair. Like, I don't know how to do a pixie. I don't know how to do a short haircut. But like you say, our hair goes out of our scalp in different textures, but it's hair. It doesn't have a gender attached to it. And I really love how you also talk being part of the consultation. I'm acknowledging you and your name. I'm not, you know, like our pronouns are not a preference. It's what they are for me. I, I also um, would say, hey, guys, because it is a greeting. Like in Australia, we could say, hey, mate, and some people don't like mate. It's a friend. It's a bit cringy for some people. For me, saying hi, folks, isn't a natural flow of how I do things. But to say, hey, friends, or good morning, everyone, is a mindfulness shift and I acknowledge I've said the wrong things and I'm open to learning and this is a conversation that we can continue to have as well as it's okay to ask questions sometimes when we're scared of saying the wrong thing 
we only say the wrong thing because we're not seeking out support and people can tell the sincerity of something so if you do make a mistake it's it's actually it's totally okay and some people are more open with their journey other people are very closed and we don't need to know it as their hairstylist if they choose to take us with them that's that's great and that's it's a really special invitation to be supporting them but you can also get education from other hairdressers and to seek out information as well um, and it's just like learning a add-on hair skill perhaps you haven't worked with razors before you go off and do some razor education, you practice, you make some mistakes, you build gender-free hair conversations, you use clippers, it's a scissor cut, it's short, medium, long, bouncy, blow dry. What do you like about this image? Don't gender the images with masculine and feminine. Do you like that there's a sweeping fringe? Tell me more. Are you loving how shaggy and 70s that is? It's, it's those types of changes that can really mean the world. And just be more inclusive for every single person. Yeah, so important. I love this. And now we're going to go to the next part, which I'm being like very open hearted here. So I was adopted at the age of nine. And, you know, my adopted parents happen to be white, you know, I'm a Latina. Um, so yes. I, my whole life, whether, you know, I wasn't Hispanic enough, I'm actually not from Mexican parents, I'm Central American. So I wasn't, you know, like Mexican enough or Latina enough, and I wasn't like white enough. Like always, like just lived like my whole life as a young girl. So for me, I choose not to like put my pronouns on my on my pages. That's just my choice. For me, it's like kind of triggering. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Like we were talking prior to going live on the podcast. So can you talk to me about pronouns? Like for example, like I see you have yours, but how can I also be for like the our listeners that are listening that maybe have triggering in regards to like labels and things like that? How can we be inclusive and respectful of all in regards to whether we should or we shouldn't post our pronouns? Great. It's a great question. And I will share with an open heart that I was adopted as well. I was adopted as a baby and I do struggle at times with fitting in or with labels or not really feeling like I do fit in in some places or it's this deep um, deep push sort of down feeling. And, and I am sharing this because you just shared it. I don't share it lots because I find it can bring in lots of um, insensitive questions. And I think by putting pronouns or labels on our messaging may also bring in questions that you are sharing you're not wanting as labeling so I think alternative ways of communicating that could be taking the uh, perhaps the labeling from the stylist or from the business by putting it back into an invitation to the client if you had a website do you have this could also be about the entrance the style of chairs is there a lift access? It could be for people with prams or um, disabilities. There could be a very narrow door. So it could be for uh, body weight, all different things for massage therapists as well. To show photos of the space can be a great way to communicate the entrance and the physical chairs of what somebody may be comfortable with. 
as well as the style of work, if there's variation in styling and in gender and also in the written messaging, we charge by hair length. We don't have, we don't have, so some people I notice use the word unisex. You could just in your messaging or on your price page or in your price messaging on your social media have lists saying we charge for new clients $100 for a new client consultation, haircut, blow dry, and it takes between 60 to 90 minutes. For regular clients, we offer various services ranging for short, medium, and long, or we have our 30-minute, I know some curly hair specialists that do a 30-minute dry cut versus you could go in for 60 minutes and have a treatment and leave with wet hair. So you would have in your pricing, that's the most simple way to change it is to remove male cut and female cut. But if you have an intro or an about me or about my space page, we welcome all folks. If you would like to do a consultation before coming to the salon, I offer online FaceTimes. If that's something you want to do, there are different ways of helping someone feel comfortable to know if you're the right space or the stylist for them before they come in. And I think to offer different ways so somebody doesn't come in and then feel that they're in the wrong space as well. So that could be a good way of removing your pronouns. I know many friends that wouldn't put pronouns on their, on their emails and on their Instagram, but as an educator and an advocate, I do that. I don't, I don't usually or rarely introduce myself and mention my pronouns unless I'm in an education environment to encourage others to know that that's comfortable if they want to share theirs with me. So it helps other people to know how to address me as well. But I think if you can remove the pricing and have it worded, um, for example, I don't speak another language, so I wouldn't necessarily be promoting that I'm bilingual. But for you to be able to say that you're bilingual and do beautiful, you know, medium length and longer styles, you like extensions, for example, share what your services are, but with gender-free terminology. For me, like some things for the website, so we're talking about website and actually had a training on that, right? How to be inclusive of all, especially like in the bridal wedding industry. Mm -hmm. the wedding, right? So I changed the, you know, on my website, it says wedding. Or a contract, or I have to have the pronouns, you know, because that's important. And some people with an inquire, they're as yeah. this they are, you know, like our images, right? So I don't have just like a sexual like, pictures on my website, you know, like it's big, but very important to me. And like you say, our language, if, if I do makeup, it's not about, you know, for a bride or just for her day. It, it's not like that. Like those little words, those little changes can make a huge difference. And it's pretty simple, like you say. Sometimes if we overthink it and we're scared of doing the wrong thing, I think it's so beautiful that there are resources for us out there. Um, and I want to find out because after this podcast, guess who's going to go listen to that free class, Celeste. And I want to that as well. I want to know, like, what is your class about? So I know you have a free resource uh, that you were talking to me about. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I've got I, I the boot camps and I've done some live masterclasses in the last two years. I went from doing my first one with no sound um, to learning through all the lockdowns <laughs> to get better at the tech stuff. So I've become now a Zoom ninja level where I like to do live classes and boot camps, but I also have to juggle different parts of my business. So I've got um, clients. I can't be running those all the time. So I plan this year, if you want to follow me on my Instagram at Christina then you'll see any updates and when I'm going to be hosting a live event. But what I've done to meet popular demand is I have a free masterclass that you can register that's an on-demand class that is for free on how to achieve reds and coppers without hot roots or banding. And that's available anytime. So it's pre-recorded and it's about a 60-minute class and it covers how to avoid those two biggest mistakes, hot roots and banding with reds and copper. And you can find the link to register for that on my Instagram at Christina, or on my website, christinarussell.com.au. And what I'll do is I'll also share the link with you for your listeners as well um, that they can find that. So a hot tip with that one, it is a 60-minute class. It's absolutely free, but it does expire after 48 hours. So it's something that I want you to take action. And when you're ready, mark in one hour in your calendar, then register. And you've got a couple of days to watch it before it disappears. And then you can reply to any of my emails with your personalized questions or send me a DM on Instagram. So that is an awesome place to start. And you will learn more about my tips and tricks in that class. And in regards to inclusivity, so if there's any hairstylists or hairdressers that want, you know, even beauty pros, because my audience here is very wide. It's for all kinds of beauty pros. Where yep. can, are there some free resources where you think it would be good to get started? Uh, great question. I've, I've actually recorded on my podcast a few interviews and I've got on my blog a few that have the transcriptions and important links. So if you wanted to go on to my podcast blog, which you can find, my name's Christina, spelt with a K. I'm adopted and it starts with a K, just a little bit different. So it's Christina with a K, russell.com.au. Go to the podcast blog and you can type in key topics. So you could scroll through and find easy language changes. You could find an interview with Kristen Rankin and the Dress Code Project. You could just Google the Dress Code Project or you could also go onto their Instagram to find tips and they have a combination of online uh, events as well for training. So you can become a member that is a paid membership that includes a more in-depth training but there are several free resources available both on my website as well as on the Dress Code Project to help all beauty professionals and their allies and friends and family learn about inclusivity. Thank you so much, Christina. And before we end this episode, mm-hmm. I want to like, but right now, you know, we're going 2023, right? And at least like here, that's why I love to work in different parts of 
um, at least here in California and the states, there's a lot of talk about, you know, like the housing market coming down, about jobs and like the economy changing. Um, mm -hmm. big person. I'm more like to this opportunity, we can change, we can pivot. What are some things that you have had to overcome over the years? You know, we've all went through the whole 2020 craziness and I know it was pretty crazy over there too with the shutdowns and things it was in California but what have been things that you've been able to do and you've learned that have kept you going in the hardest of times when you kind of just want to throw in the towel <laughs> I wanted to throw in the towel throw the computer throw <laughs> a wine bottle but then I actually also wanted to drink it and watch daytime tv for a while during the different lockdowns. And it also was an incredible time to retrain in things. But I certainly didn't have the capacity to be creative or the energy. It was so draining. I want to acknowledge that people who are in business, who are in this industry, we were celebrated and adored by our clients who couldn't get in to see us, which was then also nerve wracking to come out and have these long waiting lists. Things that I took away from that experience were trying to automate some things. I'm less accessible. I don't ask my clients, for example, to text me, Instagram, DM me, call me and email me. What I did to change as an independent is I've now got an online booking request form. That's a Google form. It's a free part of the Google suite of um, offerings and different documents you can have. They enter their name, email, mobile. I have a few options for services. All of the info goes there. And then I send them an automatic email saying I'll reply within one to three business days. So I'm not getting the DMs. I mean, I might still, but I ignore them. I'm not getting all of the DMs and the different things coming in because I was getting forgetful, overwhelmed and anxious. So I've looked at things that make me less anxious more focused when I'm sitting at my computer and I do my bookings and other ways that I've changed is in my mindset I started working with salon scale as an app to get really your numbers don't lie so what you're using and what you're reordering I really looked at budgeting and scaling and focusing on what work I wanted to do I raised my prices and I ended last year as a five-figure stylist working two to three days a week doing the colors that I love to do because I raised my prices. I knew my cost of doing business and I'm not in a fearful mindset. I also have a cancellation policy. I get people to pay deposits and I look at myself as the business that I am. I'm not a hobby. It's not a passion. I am there to earn money and to change that mindset as well. So I can reinvest in my education. I could go on holidays and different things like that. So I've really looked at ways that were working and what wasn't and to get me making money when in the salon, but also to look at different things that I was really wanting to do. So I, I hope that helps. I think now is a great time to raise your prices. Do not be scared that there is a recession looming or we're currently in it. It has been proven in times of recession in the past that people are most likely to spend locally 
and to support small businesses. So stylists and beauty professionals, you're in luck because people still need you. You're an essential service and you are in your local area. They're more likely to spend it with you than the big brands online and they need you. So don't be afraid or act in a scarcity mindset. It is still okay for you to scale and to strive for your financial goals. Thank you so much for sharing that, Christine. I mean, I've noticed that, honestly, I'm getting five to like 10 increase per week on my bridal side of the business, you know? Yeah. Wow, you know, like I know everybody's talking about stuff going on, but I'm like, what's the opportunity, right? I'm in California. Yes, it is flooding and it's unfortunate. There's a lot of other things going around me, but there's also opportunity within everything but my mm-hmm. thing and automating is so important and I love to use Google Forms because I do too it's free if I don't have to pay for something I'm free <laughs> yeah. it's free and is there any final things or thoughts you would like to share with all of us today and I really really appreciate your time oh thank you I'm, I'm so excited I am really feeling so it, excited for the year ahead and so if I could share anything I would suggest to reach out be brave make connections slide into the dms of educators or mentors that you love I slid into Celeste and said hello I sent a voice message I love sending voice messages to people and then a written one it's a really nice free way of connecting and hearing someone's voice and this year I've got some really exciting things happening in my podcast and it's through not being afraid not everyone is going to be the right fit for you so if I could suggest to people to be brave to take one step at a time but not to push your dreams because you can be wildly successful and that means different things to different people, not to push your dreams and goals to the side. As hairdressers and beauty professionals, we're often people pleasers, but I really would love to encourage listeners to come through from what we've been experiencing the last couple of years and to start reaching for your goals, invest in education. If that's not an option, spend time by investing your physical time by attending free education, listen to podcasts, ask questions in the comments on social media posts. There are so many different ways to engage. And when you can invest, that is a great time to grow and scale. So that is what I encourage you to do. I'm super passionate about attending education just as much as teaching. I love it, the connections and the growth strategies that you will learn. So thank you again, for having me on the show. Thank you, Christina. And you see, DMs do work. This happened organically. I really connected just with her content and who she is as a person. And now she's a part of the podcast. So I'm so excited for you to be here. You can also follow her. She has amazing podcast tips, which how cool is that? You can hear it while you're on a walking, holding your clothes, doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> is color christina talks i'll go ahead and link it on the show notes thank you thank you so much for being a part of this conversation and i appreciate thank you thank you so so much thank you to your listeners and reach out in the dms at color christina i love to connect and meet other beauty professionals thank you so much see you later